get your earphones in, everybody, and everybody hear us out. We are Rob Uten and Brian Dennis, and this is P-B-O-T-N. We've got my dad leveling up your awesomeness, dropping knowledge of TV, movies, and comics. We've got Brian Dennis flexing his nerd muscles. How you level up your awesomeness? He will solve the puzzle. Just when you thought you've heard it all, a new episode will come along. Won't you like, subscribe, and rate our show? One last thing. Leave a five-star review before you go. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Prevenge of the Nerds. This is a podcast about the stories that could have led to your favorite movies, TV shows, and so much more. I'm Brad Lebutin, and this is my esteemed co-host. Brian S. Dennis with the S stands for Jessup. And I can't wait to see how that's going to play in. We will be your guides on this quest to level up your awesomeness. We will nerd out. We will get sidetracked. And we are going to have a great time doing it. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing really good. Been spending a lot of time since you and I uh, last got together. We actually uh, we, we actually recorded an episode of the pandemic yes, uh, the other today. day with a, with a couple uh, uh, guests, which was released today, um, that we were talking about things we really enjoy. So what I've been doing over the last few days is that I actually rewatched the first season of Lock and Key. So I've oh, watched it before. I watched it before and I really wasn't kind of in the space to watch. I was a super busy, yeah. so I kind of always had it in the background. But yeah. then I rewatched it and uh, you talked about a cameo uh, on the pandemic of the last episode. And, I, and instead of, as a true fan and nerd, you don't cheat. You don't just stop at the last episode. Right. No, I went from episode one all the way through, waiting for that cameo. That was my main motivator for watching. By the way, the show is fantastic. Yes. Um, but then saw the cameo, and I go, how on earth did I miss that the first time? Because it's really obvious once you know what you're looking for, right? Uh, right. But love the show. Just absolutely love the show. And I am saving season two for this weekend. And you will get through it all this weekend. It, season two is just as good as season one. Um, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on season two this next week. So, uh, and the, the cameo that he's talking about is the co-creator of Lock and Key, Joe Hill. Joe Hill is the uh, son of Stephen King. And once you see him, yes, he's a paramedic in the last scene of, of season mm-hmm. one, you know it's him. He looks like his. Dad. I mean, the uh, I was getting ready to say, uh, the force is strong in this one. Like those <laughs> yes. those genes carry through quite. Because part of me almost again, and, and also the, he doesn't. Have, I think he has like maybe two words, but just his voice. And again, King is yeah. famous for making cameos in um, movies and television based on his work. Um, so when when you hear him speak, Stephen King has a very recognizable voice, and mm-hmm. it sounds exactly like Stephen King. And honestly, other than He's Stephen King. I don't know if Stephen King's ever been on screen with a full, um, super thick beard, as you can appreciate. But yeah. beyond that, it's like, it's fucking Stephen King. And then you look at the, obviously, he looks like he's in his probably early 30s. Right. So you go, eh, no, it's not Stephen King. But you know who that is? It is Joe Hill. Yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you oh. for the... Thank you for that, because it made me rewatch a show that I needed to rewatch, and um, every episode just got better. I have so much more appreciation 
for and especially the character uh Bodhi, the young man that plays him. Yeah. Such a good actor. Oh man. Such a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Sean Ashmore is a really good actor too. He's in very much, yes. Um the he is in the show uh not nine uh the rookie. The rookie. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes, and um does a great job in it too. Uh and mm-hmm. I will say he has a bigger part in season two. Good, good. I was hoping. I was hoping yeah. he would expand. Yeah. Uh, it almost seemed like maybe he was doing a couple different projects while this was filming because mm-hmm. they wanted him in the show, but he was never in. He was in it for a good time and not a long time. And it just felt like maybe the behind the scenes of um maybe that's all the time he could commit to it because you know you yeah. have various projects that you're mm-hmm. doing. Maybe he was filming the rookie, you never I mean, yeah, uh yeah, the rookie. Um, but no, every time he was in, it was very cool, but I, I'm excited that he'll be more in season two. And again, just the acting chops of some very young, not very well-known actors. Yeah. Uh, and of course, just the various, and again, not to spoil for anyone, the beautiful twists and turns. And I just geeked out kind of every time they were showing infinity stone and Invin- or anything in the Marvel <laughs> universe, every time there's a new key, it's like, yeah, yeah. The, just the detail the ornateness of it that i mean it just was fantastic and then you see the key and you're like how does this relate to how whatever it's going to do right you know right. it's just like wow like the head key and everything so yes uh we also not changing the subject but we were also talking a little bit off off camera or off, off uh off recording about actors that you could put in any movie and yes. it'd be amazing i have a question for you if Idris Elba was cast, I think you probably know where I'm going with this, as Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. Would you be able to find your way? Yes, I absolutely will find I my way. Think he would be a really good Doctor Who. He, I think he'd be a good doctor. I'm hoping he, I hope he is our next 007. I really, really, yeah. truly hope I'm he's our next Bond. You know, um, I'm fine with Cavill. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love though, I think his portrayal, and also one thing we, we're discussing is everything he plays in. Um, uh, I, I, talk about a underrated, I just it, it found its way once it was released on like HBO and, and, and Netflix mm-hmm. and streaming services. Is The Losers such a great, yeah. great action movie? Um, yeah. uh, just didn't just I think it got lost in the shuffle. I think it probably was released in yeah. the summer, and I think this probably got lost in the shuffle with a lot of those blockbusters. But if you want just a good old fashioned shoot 'em up action movie, yeah, uh, the losers, it, you know, with a with a very young, very unknown Chris Evans, it's just yeah. like okay. And I forget if the losers was a graphic number. I think it was a Wildstorm yes. imprint, so I think that put him in the DC universe technically. Mm. Um, so Chris Evans again has made. Did you ever see him in Jumper? Yes. Yeah. So Chris Evans may go down in history as making the most money off doing pretty much movies based on comics. Uh, I mean, across mm. the across the world here. So yeah, he he's probably done more comic. You know what? I think you're probably right. Because I, mean, got... I can't think of any off the top of my head. Because you've got him in Jumper. You got, I mean, whether and we know the big and, ones. And, like, uh, and uh, the, uh, uh, gosh, oh, what was the one with the kids kicked the world? Oh, my, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, gosh, and I have to look it up. All right, so let's talk about when we know looking that to, up. I'm going to be so, kicking myself. Okay, go ahead so and name, we, name no, the so other we've, one. So we've got him in Jumper. We okay. have him in The Losers. 
we have him in the original two Fantastic Four big big screen movies right. with Johnny Storm. Uh, obviously, we know him across the MCU as Captain America, uh, or now I guess he'd just be good old fashioned old man Steve Rogers. Yep. Um, but what's the, what's the other one? Scott Pilgrim. Yes, <laughs> that's what I could think. I am man, that one was just laying there. I was like, uh, so when you look at and again, some of these are obviously roles like Captain America and Johnny Storm are really high profile, yeah. mainstream. Still, the Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, and let's not forget he is America's back backside. That's right. Um, um, uh, by the way, um, when watching that movie, the amount of women in the theater and some guys, I'm sure as well, was like damn skippy i was like okay you know i can't argue there you can't argue with the results the amount of the amount of squash that guy probably does um but then uh again you have been losers uh which i his look his portrayal in losers he brings so much he does that for i mean the dry wit of his of his captain america portrayal yeah uh, was fantastic um or the whole all shucks, but in an authentic way. One of my mm-hmm. favorite scenes with him, and then we'll talk about Mr. Elba a little bit more, is uh, in uh, Avengers Rise of Ultron mm-hmm. when he's at the bar and he talks to, he's talking to Banner about how nice it was. And she goes, Nat just flirts with everybody. He goes, no, I've seen her flirt just saying that. And you see Banner just after about a minute go, like, what do you, how close, how, how, how up close and personal was this? You know, think about your dude that can't get too uh, excited one way or the other, or you're going to turn green yeah. and break stuff. And the girl that you're into, number one, is a Russian assassin. Let's remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's out. Okay. This whole, you know, uh, this whole lullaby thing, she's put people to sleep for real. Um, right. You know, and then you see like, the ultimate all-American blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. Um, and he just says, hey, I've seen her flirt up close and personally. Like, so what does that mean? Like, I read books for a living, you know? Yeah. You know? All right. I turn green when I get a, 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 a when I get a hangnail. So, yeah. But, right. uh, I mean, but she's yes. touching me that way. I, I think I'm going to get a little bit of a different kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know what? This is how, again, nerds being nerds. Um, for many of us, the, the scene again in Ultron where she pushes him down to that pit to give him the train into the Hulk. But right before she does, she goes, I adore you. All of us would have been like, we don't care if that would have ended us to have, right? <laughs> to have, to have Scarlett Johansson say, I adore you. Sure, push me off the cliff. Because really, at that point, life is, I peaked. Everything you can have else the soul is downhill. Song. <laughs> the soul yes, song here, yours. here, take the rock. My, I still blow. My, my soul storm. I still blame Hawkeye for that. I'm like, dude, yeah. come on now. Yeah, like you should have jumped. All this whole, this have the little dance back and forth. And right. his wife has got to be the mug and do it before it. But his wife has got to be the most understandable. Velma has got yep. to be the most understanding wife in the world because, hey, let me get it straight. You're going to go all fighting across the world and you're going to have a woman that in that cat suit. Yeah, at that point, you'd have Pepper Potts on speed out. What's up with this girl? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> like, like, okay, I we need to figure out what happened in Budapest there, guys. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because we remember Budapest differently. Wait, wait. What do you uh, remember and what do you not remember? Right. I'm just thinking about real world. This would be, why don't you remember Budapest? Mm. Like, what happened that you don't remember it? Or do you just not want to remember it so yeah before uh, both of us get in trouble yes <laughs> uh yes just like you know no, nothing dear and then you move forward yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah awesome all right so this is how the show is gonna go first we're gonna cover our topic of the week 
We will discuss, theorize, and give our two cents worth along with a penny for our thoughts. Then we will each have our own topic to cover with each other. I can't wait to unleash my tat on you. And if for all those newcomers, our tats are, think about this. It's kind of where we get to throw out our creative side. And, and uh, Brian's going to stump me on, on, on riddles. <laughs> That's the plan. I'm very yeah. proud of this week. Very so, Brian, week. Uh, yes. what's, what, what's our topic for tonight? Well, because we're recording in the month of November, we all know the end of the month is all about the food, but also hopefully you make a little time to be thankful. So every podcast this week, we're going to celebrate things that we're thankful for. So last week, we celebrated characters from the nerdverse, as we call it, that we're thankful for. So this week, and as you can see, my my buddy uh, wearing his American flag hat, we want to make sure that we say thank we're recording this on november 10th 2021 november 11th 2021 is veterans day and however you feel about any other thing please 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 make sure to respect and give thanks to those that honestly uh put their lives on the line each and every day for the rest of us so bradley you are a veteran so again i thank you for your service uh um it is is an honor to know you and many of the veterans uh that are out there i have the privilege to work with quite a few as well we want to say thanks. So given that we're recording this today before Veterans Day, and this is also, if you know if you know and love a Marine, today is the, the Marine Corps' birthday. Yes. Um, so given that it seems really like all the signs are about what this week is about, we want to just say thankful, uh, say thank you to some military-based movies, and we're going to keep it kind of open with that. So when you see my list, uh, with some of the military-based movies that really we're thankful for that mean a lot to us, before we go under attack so that's our primary objective for today yes and i think it's uh is it my turn to go first i believe it is and cool. even if it's not we're gonna do it that way anyway all right sounds good all right uh so let's go ahead and get right to it and uh i'll tell we'll all start with mine and then we'll just go back and forth uh, sure. at the end so my number five is a, a movie that you actually brought up, I think, last week uh, in, in one of our talks. And it's also one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. The Last Samurai. He is a Civil War veteran. And he is messed up in the head due to the war. PTSD, whatever you want to call it. Well, he ends up learning the way of the samurai to pretty much like fix himself. So it was those more, it, it, he, he found himself after his life in the military, after a life of war, that's how he found his peace. And that movie, uh, it just, it's, it just such a, it's one of the most beautiful movies that's probably ever been made. The cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. And um, just it's one of those movies. I, I don't, it's probably not his top grossing movie in the world, or probably not even the top five, but definitely one of his best, though. Yes, yes, it definitely was in the score. And I mean, it's just one of those movies that when it's on, you watch it, and from anywhere in the movie, you can just sit down and watch the rest of the movie, and, and you feel good, and, and it's just like, man. He builds this character and it's just amazing. Uh, and because it has that calming effect and that 
that growing, that is my number five. That is a great pick. Um, and I love the fact that we're thinking really broadly when it comes to the military. Again, when you get to my mm-hmm. picks here in a minute. But uh, I, I don't know if I told you this, but it pro- it is without a doubt my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Minority um, Report would be after that. Uh, Tom Gunn's definitely pretty far down the list for me. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of his lesser known films. I yeah. was just a lesser known film, and those films that have like similar to what you just said. Those films that haven't necessarily, you know, shattered box office records and people see over and over again. But Last Samurai, because I think it does a few things. Number one, and this is always a little sticky to talk about. When you look at when you look at really showcasing any culture through the eyes of someone that's not a member of that culture. And Hollywood has a habit of doing that, right? So you look at Dance with Wolves, almost a similar type standpoint, where through quote unquote wide eyes, we get to look at Japan. But I love the fact that I think Nancy Wolves also does is that it's done with a great deal of respect, a great deal of reverence. I think both Tom Cruise as Algren and uh, 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 Kevin Costner as John Dumbear, Dumbear, do great jobs with that. And he talks about things like PTSD. You talk about things like alcoholism, uh, that his character experiences in the concept of the time which is done and all those amazing you get the cinematography that great scene uh in the rain where he's got the 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 wooden sword mm-hmm. as that the children are practicing and he just won't stay down yeah uh and this and i'm and I'm sure i'm sure behind the scenes movie making but just the way that it timed as the, the harder he's hit, the harder the rain falls. It just was in the end again. The, that the, it's a it's a scene where it has no dialogue. Like once yeah. the true issue happens between him and the and the samurai, there's no dialogue. It's just that it's just the story they tell with their body and mm-hmm. the story they tell with the music, and it is beautiful. And it's one of my favorite scenes. I'll just watch the clip of that just to get those goosebumps again. So yeah, great choice. Awesome. Awesome. What do you got for your number five? All right, sir. So my number five, not nearly as serious as yours, but it's still a movie that is near and dear to my heart. Again, we're thinking brawler with the movies about the military that we dig. And I got to start with, again, one of my all-time favorite movies to watch. I just don't want to think about anything, which is a 1997 vehicle starring one Casper Van Damme Starship Troopers. That almost made my list. (laughs) <laughs> it was you know what my, my my five and four uh uh just the ones that i was going to watch this for a kick i'm sorry dina meyer in that yes. movie yes. oh my god yes i i remember I was, I was reading up on the movie too and i was like i remember i, I remember thinking wait denise richards in that movie I, yeah. it was dina meyer like absolutely yeah yes. denise richards was overshadowed by dina meyer dina, dina as meyer should have been as yeah. she should have been Oh God! Yes. Such a great actress. I mean, yes, ma- yes. Uh, Americans. I mean, yes. And another great thing about this movie, it was our first Neil Patrick NPH. It was our first Neil mm-hmm. Patrick Harris movie film, any role yeah. at least that we probably saw post Doogie Howser. Yeah. And you again got to see what would later we see in the Harold and Kumar movies. We see mm-hmm. in How I Met Your Mother just the range that this guy has. Yeah. And it, it's it's a tongue it's a tongue in cheek popcorn movie. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously, 
But again, it's just again one of those one. You can, you know it's gonna happen. There's no yeah. real surprises. You know, the moment that kind of like the screen rules, the moment that uh Casper and Dina uh hooked up, you know, she's not seeing the end of this film. That was right. the highlight, right? Yeah. You know, um, and again, I'm sorry, but I'm assuming most of the folks that listen to our podcast are adults. Once you show your boobs in some of these yep. movies, that you are not long for the world. Right. Uh, but and again, that's totally a spoiler. But um, it's just one of those movies that I just always makes me smile. Yeah. I always kind of root for the arachnids, and you know they're gonna lose. But it's just like, oh, okay, again, it's just one of those things that really, really makes me smile. And I don't know why, I don't know if you've seen the Tomorrow War. Mm-hmm. on uh, Amazon. It just yeah. seems a, Tomorrow War, I think, is much better. Uh, has a more serious tone with it. Yeah. But again, just, again, th- that movie that you just watched, because it's just fun. And at the yeah. end of the day, that's what movies are supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. You know, if you get, you know, so yeah, we have the little gold statues and things for some movies later on, but this is one of those movies that's always fun for me, similar to Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just one movie that's fun for me to watch and I enjoy. So my, my number five is Starship Troopers. So uh, Casper Van Buren, mm. like that movie should have launched him into superstardom. Yes, and it did. I mean, like I, no. maybe it was just the stuff that he was picking because he got on that like, like you, you knew him from Starship Troopers. Sure. Um, but like he was in the the straight to DVD movies. Yeah, and, he had a he had a bit role in Sleepy Hollow, which he was just yeah. basically there to be killed. Right. You know, I mean, he was there for Walken to do what Walken does. You know, and then. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Kapowski's other boyfriend was in it. Yes, yes, I yes, yes. I can't, I can't think of anything else I do to him besides Saved by the Bell. Yes. Kelly Kapowski's other guy. Yes, yes. But okay, okay just quick, like this has nothing to do with military. But could you imagine if you, we're both around the same age? Yeah. If you could, you imagine that when you're probably 15 years old, you get to not only be saved, be on Saved by the Bell. But you get to be the television boyfriend of one Kelly Kapowski. I yeah. mean, I will say as the years have gone full, gone over, Elizabeth Berkeley won. But Kelly Kapowski back in the day was like, really? I mean, yeah. we couldn't even spell Kapowski. We were like, yeah, we didn't like, care. No, we all had that. We all had those. Uh, 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 those. Okay, who 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 would you pick if you had like if we ever had these choices, right? Right. Who would be your girlfriend? Would it be Winnie Cooper? Uh, would it be Topanga? Or would it be Kelly Kapowski? I mean, Kelly we all Kapowski. did those silly, right. silly things. But yeah, uh, Topanga one for me. But it's still, it's like he got to be a you get as you said, yeah. Kelly Kapowski's boyfriend. And you know what? That probably to this day is one of those one of those acting credits. You know, you can you can have the resume of once for Ben Kingsley, or you could have been Kelly Kapowski's boyfriend. Right. I think being with Ben Kelly Kapowski's boyfriend carries more street cred, at least in the United States. O- yeah. Other than Zach. <laughs> Other than other boyfriend than Zach. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see White Collar? Yes. Love that show. I yes. Matt Boomer is one of my all-time favorite actors. Yes. The dude needs to be Superman. He would make I see it. such an um, and you know what? He would make a good Batman too. Mm. And my like uh, yes. or Nightwing. <laughs> you could probably do about you're it. gonna get this. You're gonna get a Nightwing movie. Just give me your sheer <laughs> force of will. You're gonna make a Nightwing movie just appear. right. I mean, he, he, he's got to be one of the most, uh, probably one of one I, I the prettiest act. I, I don't know what I'm. He definitely like, is, He's a good looking man. He really he, is. Yeah. He's probably but, one of the most handsome. But that, makes you, um, but that makes you almost want to see him as a villain. I think it's too easy to make him into yeah. a well, hero. A true. True. But I really want to see him just play this really damaged, like make him two-faced. 
You know, like you like you, know you got about? this really good looking guy, and then you just destroy half his face. Or clay I would like, yeah, there it is. That's the one. Because we've never gotten a really good clay face. No, so I, don't think I would they, like they a would clay know how face. to do it. We've got. I feel like now uh, the, the, the whole intro for the for the six billion dollar man. We have the technology. I mean, with all the stuff that they're doing at this point, yeah. uh, you could make a real clay face to make it. Because I mean, I remember in uh, Spider Man Three where they mm. tried really hard with yes. Sandman, and you could just go like, "Yeah, we really see the effort, right. but we just aren't there yet." It's yeah, just, yeah. Give Spider Man yeah. a vacuum cleaner; it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or you know, in the comments, even in the old Spider-Man and Friends show, like, where's the submit mixer? Think of, that's a that's a show we're gonna have to maybe do some research on. But back in the especially in the seventies and eighties, like construction equipment was always just very conveniently placed. There'd yeah. be a submit mixer or a pickup truck with a bunch of two by fours right when you need it. It's yeah. just like okay, like we don't want to just have those convenient park vehicles anymore so uh whatever happened, they went away with the quicksand and the places to jump your car right. uh, we don't have those as much as we used to anymore yeah. why don't we absolutely don't we need to bring it back we need to we do we right. do uh, uh my number four yep. is you kind of already uh brought it up a little bit and it's very very similar to my number five dances with wolves uh, and for the same kind of for the same reasons, and, and like you mm-hmm. actually brought up my, my the point, um, I like those movies where you can take somebody and put them in places like like a Dutton going uh-huh. to be living with the Indians, uh-huh. and where that's where he wants to be, and he doesn't see anything uh-huh. wrong with that because that's what makes the world a better place. Yes. Yes. And Yes, there's always going to be ignorant dumbasses out there, mm-hmm. but you know what? That's the thing. Those are the things that you like. You know what? This is how you grow. This is how you become a better person. And there's just something about that, especially, like you know, I, I mean, I come from a small town in Iowa, mm-hmm. where uh, you know, I didn't really know anybody uh, other than white people sure. my entire life until I went in the military, and then like most of my friends were were. I with mostly all Asian people <laughs> in the sure. military, you know, and you just you don't care about anything like that. It's all mm-hmm. it's all about like world brothers. We are right. all we are all equally getting yelled at. Sure, and sure, sure. I, I mean, we're all covering for each other. I mean, like mm-hmm. man, and just it's uh, that's the best thing about the military is just you, the family that you make, right. and. Dances with Wolves is one of those movies that is just masterpiece. Kevin Costner has best. Uh, he's in Yellowstone now, which is a mm-hmm. great, great, great TV series. If yes. you're watching it, yes. Um, if you're by not way, watching, uh, watch Wilson. By the way, Cole Hauser, uh, just yeah. given given my co-host, Cole Hauser shows that a beard can do a lot for your swag. Right? Because I mean, no one was checking for this dude. They were like, "Where's Rutger?" And then. <laughs> They cast him as Rip. He grows out the full beard, and he's on like the people's list for sexiest man. Because yeah. and I think, but as one of my coworkers brought this up earlier, I guess the sexiest man is, uh, hey, give it up to the MCU. When the one and only is Paul Rudd, yep. he is, is considered he 50 a, or is he three hundred and fifty? We yes, don't know. yes. But Paul Rudd again, again for the for the Prevenge universe out there, 
Uh, there's lots of memes, but you look at Paul Rudd with a beard and not and without a beard. Yes. And it's a totally different guy. It is a totally different guy. So, you know, in the world where da- and God bless the, the evolution of people in a world where dad buys win more often than not, which I'm like, yes. Uh, by the way, you ever notice only the enlightened people who move beyond looks are women? Like the guys we're still stuck when <laughs> we're nine. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I want a Barbie doll. Um, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, Paul Rudd, again, similar to Cole Hauser, uh, rocking the beard. So as, yeah. as the king of the beardies of the show, there you be. We're going to get you on the list next year, man. I see it coming. Right, man. And uh, he has come such a long way since Days and Confused. I mean, <sighs> dude, like it, it. But he still I, has that tone. Right. Like, he, like he's I feel like he's the dude that at, at, at the at the training facility. Uh, they bust for smoking in the bathroom. Like, okay, yeah. Ant Man, you know, or he'd hide, let's be real, he'd hide in the joint. Like, yeah. he would light it up, he'd shrink, he'd step into the joint and OD off of one puff because, yeah. you know, you're like three inches tall. So your <laughs> lungs are like a millimeter and that's not good. So, yeah. Yeah. But man, but they, then he gets cast in Yellowstone and that dude, he just looks, looks like one of the most badass people you'll ever meet in your life. Yes, yes. So such, good, such good guy. Such powerful. good character. So power to the beards. Power to the yes. beauties. All right. What is your number four? Okay. My number four, again, um, uh, similar to the Starship Troopers, I went a little uh, light on the first couple of picks. But again, the movie that I actually really enjoy is G.I. Joe, the movie. <laughs> Very cool. Just by the fact that uh, it gave us uh, the backstory of Cobra Commander. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. It actually is the last film or any type of active performance for Burgess Meredith. So he comes. Really? So yes, yeah, so he is. Oh goodness, uh, the leader of Cobra Line. I can't think of his name to save my life right now, but um, he, he's the ultimate bad guy in the movie. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we saw kind of a changing of the guards. I don't think it lasted very long, mm-hmm. uh, but they tried to introduce a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke's little brother, um, Joe, uh, Joe, yeah, Jinx, uh, <laughs> the ninja who had to be blindfolded because her master was yeah. blind, so he trained her with that. Um, uh, all these sorts of all these folks, uh, I think one's called Sewer Rat, yeah. uh, and of course, um, gosh. I think his name might have, I'm going to Google here in a minute, but I think it might have been Longshot, which again, as a kid growing up, just the, the, the unfortunate stereotypes of, we got a dude that's supposed to be like seven feet tall with an afro, and he only speaks in sports terms. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to win. Yeah, it's a touchdown. We could have just said <laughs> yeah. we're going to win. We're going to get, we're going to hit a grand slam. Yeah, yeah, or we could just win. It's a fourth quarter. No, it's not. It's eight o'clock in the morning trying to get breakfast. Just just like that part kind of, but again, it's the back fourth and short. <laughs> yes, like you want a short stack? Like, what are you doing? Um, but <laughs> it gave it gave us the backstory of yeah. Cobra Command and Cobra Like got to more of the, the fantastical elements, uh, yeah. uh, which was interesting, which was fun. It was again, it was a fun movie for kids. Uh, it actually holds up okay for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so again, and it, and it, and it, um, again, in a way that they literally dehumanize, but in a, uh, character way, they humanize Cobra Commander, uh, which I just really like. So my mm-hmm. number four is G.I. Joe, the movie. Have you seen Snake Eyes? I don't think I have. I had to search the brain. For, I don't yeah. believe I have. It's in the red box. Check it out. Okay. It's, All right. It, it, it's great martial arts. It, in is there, Eyes, is it, Ray, it, does Ray Park continue to play Snake Eyes? No. Uh, okay. 
No, but the no, but it's good. It is it's okay. a good movie. Uh, it's great. Um, have you seen Bill and Ted Face the World? Yes. So one of the daughters plays Scarlet. Face the music, right? Face the or music. Fa- yeah, face the yeah, music. Okay. Yeah. 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 One of the da- one of the daughters of Bill and Ted plays Scarlet in it. And okay. she is freaking awesome. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. 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 Uh, yeah. Good pull, man. I mean, you can't go wrong, GI Joe, when you're talking about military. I mean, like, absolutely. You, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, like that is, I mean, shipwreck and aircraft care. I mean, like, man, that's 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 our childhood. You know, I, 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 I millions of not probably not millions, but lots of people out there probably join the military because of because GI of GI Joe. Joe. Absolutely, yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah, uh, I, I get the feeling that on some battlefields, especially if we lived that in the nineties or in the early two thousands, that if you really are, and again, I give all uh, honor, respect, and credit to our military men and women, but I I just feel like somewhere there would be that one battlefield that someone just gets the crazy idea just to yell. Yo, Joe, <laughs> yeah. and just the, and just the inspiration that we're bringing your comrades. Like, wait, we all—that's why we got into this, all right? <laughs> we 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 all, all want to have that face off with Storm. It, well, I would have joked. I was looking for the Baroness. That would have worked for me. Like, <laughs> where is the Baroness? Okay, show me here. All right, yeah. So I would—I totally would have joined Cobra. Plus, I'd have felt I had cooler outfits. So, yeah, right. we—I had a buddy of mine in the military whose whose name was Joe. So that's what we would always do when we were on the flight line, where we were like, "Yo, Joe!" We're the, we're trying to get the guy's uh, attention. We're like, "Yo, Joe!" We were in, we were in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure that never got old. It I'm never sure that did. Never got ever. Old. Yeah, yeah, it was always. He loved it every time. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks, thanks, dude. That's more right. Yo, Joe. Yeah, yeah. One more time. I didn't. I didn't hear you. I didn't, I didn't hear, you. hear Say that. that again. See, it's yeah. a reference to the. Yeah, I, I had no idea that GI Joe was a thing. When I'm my name is Joe and I'm in the military. I never heard that before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine going through boot camp? I and mean, that's what like one of those things like <sighs> if, if the TI or if the training sergeant or whatever mm-hmm. instructor, if, if, if they go to G.I. Joe, you know, you're you're their favorite. Yes, 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 absolutely. It's kind of like the old thing of office space. We've got the guy whose name is Michael Bolton and he <laughs> goes, why do you thought about change? He goes, because my name is Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton changed his name. That's not his real name. <laughs> why do I have to change? Because you didn't because you didn't sing time, love, and tenderness. So that's why you gotta change. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he's in with the with the with the bobs, they're like, yes. they're all so excited. And he's like, Yeah, I I, I like him. <laughs> he's like oh god i love that movie so much yes 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 yeah oh, again of a, of a person who probably made the most money with the least amount of talent let's just let's just over sing every soul record for the last 30 years and make millions of dollars all right let's do that yeah, so, yeah. and you know what i i, I would take i would go see michael bolden concert with my wife you I know would. what I, this is sad to say if i ever got the chance i think i would see kenny g I don't oh, know sure. why. I, would I think I would go see Kitty G. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think I would have to too. I mean, it's like one of those one of those uh, artists that like you just have to go because it's you get a chance to. Yes, you know. I yeah. I love to give you my ridiculous theory of the day before we move on to the next picks. You, I'm assuming you're familiar with Zoolander. Yeah. So okay, so you know the, the 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 ridiculous part of Zoolander is models are really like secret agents and assassins yeah. because they're in peak physical condition and they're basically so stupid <laughs> that they can be told to do whatever and they'll just follow suit, right? Yeah. So this one particular person, I thought this has got to be the cover 
of like some international hire for hire for pay uh, assassin yeah. because there's no way this is a real thing unless you're being subsidized for some foreign government and yeah. that is Zamfir, master of the pan flu i just thought he has to be like seriously like he's got to have like all know where all the nukes are because no one <laughs> is buying an album of nothing but pan flute music and they thought he's the greatest pan flute player ever i'm like what are the only three? i was gonna say what are your three yeah. like <laughs> so yeah so what you really go is like i just saw them fear like maybe doing a concert at the kennedy center and then he's backstage you see him lock a door and the pan flu like turns into like a beretta like that's what i'm thinking is zamfir's role or or you accidentally see a necklace with keys on it (laughs) yes yeah you know maybe 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 his pan flu (laughs) is 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 the key to the omega door you know maybe they melt it down and make the pan that's what we do here that's what we do here we come full circle we get ourselves back to lock and key all right oh man that's awesome that is awesome so uh, my number three is also a movie that you brought up to <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't make a list about military movies without including Top Gun. Mm-hmm. It's a movie from the 80s. I was a kid in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, every, every time I, you know, you, I, it made me want to go start singing. You've lost that loving, loving feeling. feeling absolutely. You know, I, you know, I wanted a best friend like goose. You cried when goose died. You yes. get a young Meg Ryan. Yes. You know, I mean like, man, come on. I Kelly McGillis in the leather jacket. I mean, that right. was just, you know, yeah. Volleyball. I mean like, man, the movie had about, okay. That. The volleyball scene was a little, I was like, wait, what, what are we doing here? They just, yeah. That volleyball scene was a little awkward for me. I was like, I want to play volleyball so badly right now, and is that okay? You know, just like I just don't want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be on Iceman's team. Yeah, I want to hang out with Slider. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Merlin and Iceman, and yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't want to hang out with Tom Skerritt and Michael Ironside? Come on, dude. Like if those are your mentors, that's just got to be a fun time. Correct, correct, man. By the way, that movie has so much. We mentioned a lot of the big name people, but mm-hmm. that movie, when you did, if you just look at the cast, forget to watch even a movie, just Google the cast. Go to IMDb and look at the yeah. cast. I mean, that movie had Tim Robbins in it, who yeah. no one knew at yeah. that time. Val Kilmer, the Batman reference yeah. right there. You know, not the worst Batman, actually. That goes to George Clooney. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you had Tom Cruise. You had, again, a post Revenge of the Nerds, you know, and then pre-ER, you know, you had know to, related to our show. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we just have so I mean, again, Meg Ryan, you just had so much talent yeah. in that movie. And you know, it's one of those movies that honestly, if it comes on, I'll watch it. It holds up really yeah. well. That soundtrack, you know, Kenny Loggins, Kenny Loggins had to make so much money off that soundtrack. Well, I think he's probably still making a lot of money off oh, the sure. sure. I mean, yeah. Sure. By the way, have you ever seen the show Archer? The uh, yeah. the okay. Have you ever seen the episode with Kenny Loggins? No. It's a later. I think it's probably like season eight or nine. But they actually have a, a season. And I think the guy asked. I think Loggins actually voices Kenny Loggins, and he he goes through and he can and he and he uh, insists people call him Kalo, and uh, just. 
he he spoofs himself and it oh. is it is hilarious i mean it's it's just great it's just great oh, so i definitely suggest you find the kitty log episode of archer it is beautiful i think um, yes. I, I need a archer um show i think i need to rewatch archer yes archer is a great it's been one. many years since i've watched it so yeah. yeah. Before we move on to talk about this real quick, I just remember reading an article a long time ago because the movie, the movie had you know been on video and DVD. That's what I'm telling you how mm. late, how long ago we're talking. But Top Gun was cited as being one of the best recruiting tools for the Air Force. Yes, and it's not an Air Force movie. It's a Navy. So those Navy. of you that don't know it, it's a movie. They're in the Navy. Not even They're Marines. In- they're no, they're in the Navy. Yep. And they actually say that multiple times that they are in the <laughs> Navy, but because it's full of jets, it actually yep. has been a very effective recruiting tool for the Air Force. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. And uh, I was I was a part of the Air Force and uh because I didn't want to go to boot camp for eight weeks. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I've never been to boot camp. That's never part of my life plan. But yeah, the shorter the boot camp, the better, I would assume, yep, is what you're yes, looking sir. for. Yeah, yeah. So let's boots. All right. All right. So was that your number three? That was my number three. Okay. So I'm pulling up my list right now because my top three were really interchangeable. So I'm making sure that I had my final list where I wanted it to. And yeah, so number three of my top five is the, uh, it's based off a true story which is about the first African-American Navy diver. Uh, and it is Men of Honor. It is a fantastic oh. movie. With, Great uh, cool. Yes. With Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robert De Niro. And the movie builds. Uh, again, my son was, um, he was either going to work or coming home for, I forget which one, but he popped his head in my bedroom to say hi. And I was watching Men of Honor. And it was at that fantastic scene where he's got to walk across the courtroom floor mm-hmm. uh well, well back up for anyone's not seen it so that so uh the movie's about a, a first african-american navy diver named carl bashir it's a true story um who uh not only since he's becoming the first navy diver but during a uh rescue operation and this is when navy divers should get scuba suits this is when navy dives with the old school metal uh, literally day you would die you would sink yeah. to the bottom you would sink to the floor of whatever huge body of water you're in and you would walk across where they're feeding you oxygen through these rubber hoses so calling it dangerous is soft selling him he's the first african-american uh individual to do this and doing a a salvage operation an accident happens where his i want to say his left no yeah it's his left leg his left leg is severely damaged and because of the damage to the left leg, he can't return to being a Navy diver. He makes the choice. I want to say it again. He makes the choice to have his left leg amputated. So then a prosthetic would serve him better in his career. This all culminates in the movie of him having to basically prove his readiness for service, where there's a scene where he wears this, I think they said it's a, almost 300 pounds of copper on this suit with a prosthetic leg that he had that was not meant to support that much weight. He has to walk across it and they do this great scene and get you this YouTube scene because I do it all the time where there's a great moment with Chief Sunday, uh, Chief Leslie Sunday played by Robert De Niro um, does a count with him and, to, to, and it's just fantastic. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely 100% sure the film takes some liberties with history 
but we also just named the movie about fighting yeah. spiders in space uh it's one of my favorite ones it is a great <clears throat> film it is yeah. a good- Got a great message. Uh, again, great cast: Cuba Gooding Jr., yeah. Robert De Niro, Charlize Theron. Uh, just a fantastic film. Very, yep, yeah, great, great pull. I forgot all about it. And once you brought that up, I had three more movies that just popped into my head. I'm like, yep, oh my yep. gosh, man. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I dig those those movies that uh, are based in real events and. Sure. You know, I, I that's in the same category like American Sniper mm-hmm. and uh, um, a couple of those I can't think of. Off the, off Sniper the almost made my list. American Sniper almost as the same with mine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. American Sniper almost made and definitely, definitely dance. And I'm so glad you brought up uh, American uh, American Sniper. Right, uh, 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 Last Samurai. Yeah, but uh, Dance with Wolves was right. And again, I saw. I think it's maybe it's a theme. Like I wound up seeing Dance with Wolves. Uh, and I just, again, similar to Last Samurai, it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different similarity to it. So, again, hopefully all of these movies, including Starship Troopers and G.I. Joe the movie, hope this is motivating some of you to, again, as we get to honor our servicemen and women, oh, not only, and I think one day is not enough, but definitely just, again, look at these great representations of how we can be of service and serve and protect others. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right. My number two. Is a little movie, uh, not really little, but it has a Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. It's got a young Heath Ledger. Really? Okay. The Patriot. Yes. It, about the Revolutionary War, how yep. they started off. They were they they didn't gonna want to get involved, and they're just gonna let things go. And you know what? They ended up forming the militia and. Mm-hmm. They went to war, went to war with Britain, and um, it's just a good movie. Uh, it's one of those. It's it's a long movie. It's yep. one of those movies you could watch and watch again. I mean, yeah, uh, I no other reason because of pure entertainment military movie. Uh, you, you don't see a lot of good Revolutionary War movies, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you you see, there's a lot of movies out there that are good, like Civil War movies, uh, and I have a couple of honorable mentions I'll mention later on. But but you, but like yeah, you never really see good like World War One. The best World War One movie is Wonder Woman. I mean, yes, believe it or not, you know, which almost made my list. I thought about <laughs> it. I thought about it. I was like, but uh, but yeah. So Paige is my number two. Just because it's, I, I could watch it right now and I'd be perfectly fine. Uh, and I probably should have been my number five now that I'm like thinking through things. Uh, should, Last Samurai should have been up a little further, but it is what it is. All right. So you, um, now that we've kind of talked a bit about, um, again, The Patriot, Mel Gibson, uh, back before Mel went Mel, uh, Heath Ledger again, R.I.P. Gone too soon. Uh, just a uh, really good movie, like you said, it ties in, and and I still see that epic scene with him running across the battlefield with the flag. This is one of those visuals that uh, you do, and again, Mel Gibson as the person uh, gets has a great ability to play individuals who really are slaves to their, to their 
better natures, which as a person, he's yeah. not always prone to, of course, we always see what we see. Yeah. But it's very interesting when you look at movies like Glory, like Braveheart. Um, I thought about Braveheart even, but I thought we want to do American military, so let's yeah. not go there. Um, but again, just playing those roles that uh really just stand out. So again, a great, a great pick, a great film, and definitely something that again it's a long one, but it's a good one. So great pick. All right. So my number two, and my number two and my number, and this, this was my number one until about 15 minutes before we started recording. Cause I because I kept going how that I love, 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 love this movie, but it was a photo finish my number one, which I'll share in a minute. But my number two, which could have been this is really my one A and one one gotcha. Uh, which is glory. Um I just I I is it just clicks so many boxes yeah um the, so again it's about the 54th uh, regiment in massachusetts when the first all-black infantry troops uh again during the civil war and the casting so let's remember then let's put a time this movie came out in 1990-ish um uh, well, uh, the, in the 90s that had to have been earlier than that i thought that was in the uh, i think it came out in the 90s we have to look and see when it was it released is? Okay. I, my memory might just want to think it was 90, but I could totally be off. Um, 1989. So okay. we're both right. All right, there we go. Uh, but um, the, 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 the driving force of the, the way the movie was really pushed was it was a starring vehicle for Matthew Broderick. And yeah, yeah I mean, f- this was supposed to be the Ferris movie. And he does a good job. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that at all, but when you look at the cast, I mean, you get okay. You, you never see a young Morgan Freeman. You say less old. So we had <laughs> again. I I dare anyone seriously. You're right. the Prevention universe. If you can find any type, find me documentation when Morgan Freeman looked young. Okay, this movie came out in 19. 19- 1989. So we know how Morgan Freeman looked in that right. versus anything he's been recently in, like uh, Going in Style, which is a great Morgan Freeman comedy, um, right. which was done, I think, in like mm, 2018, 19, somewhere in there. He looks the same. Like he's never, I mean, Shawshank Redemption, Seven, Kiss the Girls, whatever. He's just always been just. You know, he's he's always been somewhere between 40 and 100. So just somewhere in there. Not to interrupt you. No. Well, Glory came out two years before Prince of Thieves, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Okay. And, <laughs> yes, go ahead. So no, yeah, that was it. That's all you got. It's like, but again, he's he's t- like I get he's like Benjamin Button, but pause. Right. Like he's just like stop it. Right I want to be today. Yeah, <laughs> right here. Okay, but you have Morgan, you have Andre Brower, and of uh, uh, and of course, um, you can't talk about Glory without Denzel Washington. Yeah, I mean that. I mean he, he stole rightfully, the movie. He stole the movie. Yeah, he rightfully won the Academy Award, and again, you. I mean he should have won the Academy Award for multiple films, uh, including Train Today, which he did. But that scene where he's going to be whipped and you see just the, the, the guile, the, the, the you will not conquer me when he, when he drops the shirt and he, he shows almost proudly the scars from the previous whippings that he has. He looks at me. I mean, he does not lose eye contact 
with Matthew Broderick in that scene. And I sometimes make fun of it uh, a little bit. Like I'm, so, I'm having a Denzel one tear down. That's how manly I feel. Yeah. But that, that move when they whip him mercilessly and wherever he had to go as a person. And again, to cry one solitary okay i've cried a few times in my life i've never cried one tear i'm talking i've got like snot buckets going i'm in a fetal position i got those hiccups you know all that sort of thing this dude cried one tear and his body goes you know what i'm gonna take all the trauma the pain the injustice the indignity and i'm gonna muster it all and make this one tear i'm good not the one tear we're good we made our peace with it uh but it's just a fantastic movie. Very cool. So yes, Glory is my number two pick. That was uh, on my honorable mentions. Uh, Glory. Okay. Yep. Uh, it, it was one of those times. I remember the first time I saw it, I was with my grandpa. Okay. And my grandpa um, was like, he. I remember him sitting me down and he never really talked a lot about the military. He was in World War II vet. And he's like, this is one of the most important movies you'll ever watch in your life. And I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's why uh, it was one of the first movies I thought of before the list. And then I, I came up like, man, I, and it was one of those like, it needs to be in there. So I'm glad yeah, you brought it yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, I, so did you know Carrie Elways is in that? Yes. So you have yes. Robin Hood Men in Tights with Prince of Thieves. Yes. I mean, again, the, the, the lines of it, like, I feel like this will be like one of those things, like one of those Venn diagrams you do, or like when they do the strings, when looking yeah. at the conspiracy theory, like, wait a minute, so you go, Carrie Elway's to, uh, to Dave Chappelle, but then we got Dave Chappelle back to Denzel. I mean, it's just fantastic. Man. You know, somewhere Wayne Brady's in there. Yeah. So, Seven um, degrees yeah. of, of, of uh, glory. Yes, yes, and again, it's just it's a beautifully, and and I, and also the other one, um, uh, Andre Brower, who yeah, yeah, uh, I think his underrated actor, and honestly, an underrated performance, just yeah. given that Morgan Freeman and Denzel, we talk about the Oscar that Denzel Washington won, their performances really are noticeable, and they, mm-hmm. those those are ones that people mention, but his. Very, and if you've seen him in anything else he's done, he's a very he has a lot of presence. Yeah, and Brooklyn he really Nine-Nine. had yes, and he had to purposely bring that down to really be a very passive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an outcast among outcasts. If you think about that, mm-hmm. you know, think of what it must be when slaves don't respect you. You know, they go, yeah, yeah really, we we wouldn't want to be you. Yeah. Um, uh, and he does that, and you see him go on bending knee just for some appreciation, anything. I think it's just fantastic. So, again, I could talk glory all night, I'm not gonna do that, but yeah, yeah. glory is my number two. What well, glory is my 1A? Glory is my gotcha. 1A. All right, my number one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, uh, I, w- I, was, I was considering going in the military. Uh, at the time that this came out and I remember going to it in the theater and it made me make up my mind that I was going to go in the service. It's saving private Ryan. Uh, Man. uh, I I remember going to that theater and uh, just, I I mean, I had talked to the air force recruiter prior to that and, and just like, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I just remember going in there and I wasn't, immersed you know because i had things in my mind and 
and everything like that. And I remember just throughout that movie, um, the girl that I was with, she's because you know didn't want me to leave, you know. Uh, And and after the movie's over, she's like, "So did you make up your mind?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going." I mean, obviously they thought like we're watching a war movie. There's no way this is going to make up your mind. They're like, "Why?" And I'm like, it's not, not only a war. war movie, but really the first war movie that held nothing back. Right. I mean, that that first scene, I yeah. mean, where literally the water is red, where you yeah. have the scene where the one where the one uh, soldier is, is pulling his buddy to safety and then artillery hits and the buddy's body's yeah. gone. Right. Yeah. I think he has his arm. That's all that yeah. he's had because he's holding it. I mean, and and just they knew, and I mean, I want you to continue your story, but they knew the minute that those ships landed, the first few men off that boat, you're gonna die. Yeah, there's no if, ands, or buts. They're waiting for you, and so, but you going in and taking as much fire as you can gives your buddy a chance to make it, and yeah. they did that with no qualms. I mean, yeah. that's just yeah. Yeah, and I just that that's that's why that had to be number one on my list. It was just a, it was the movie that I watched that sealed the deal for me to join the service. And, and again, Tom Hanks, we Tom we got Hanks, like what two yeah. minutes of Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, from uh, Iowa. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was gonna say there's the Iowa connection. For those who don't know, we're we're recording this in Iowa. Yeah. Yes, Iowa has black people. Yes. Um, not more than Iowa. one. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of them. you know we, we all go to the same uh we 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 all have, we all go to the meetings on Thursdays. But um okay. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. So I I I my number one pick cannot top yours. By the way, Thin Red Line was also one of my honorable mentions. Oh uh, yeah. I forgot uh, that one too. Yeah. And you got to feel bad just real quick for the Thin Red Line because it came out right after. If I remember right, yeah. it came out right after Saving Private Ryan and it did okay. But it was one of those things that Saving Private Ryan just got, and it's a Spielberg movie. Come on, yeah. Uh, to it really kind of took some of the some of the luster off of Thin Red Line, but Thin Red Line is still a really good movie. Okay, mm-hmm. so what? So my number one, which again I had a one and a one A, and so they were jostling for that top spot. Mm-hmm. But the reason that this is my number one, this, first of all, it's a great story, phenomenal cast. Um, it looks at the military through a different lens. Um, it combines a couple of different genres in military and law and in courtroom drama. And what wound up winning for me is the, the, the last major, just incredibly performed dance between two actors at the top of their craft. I know exactly what you're going is Tom Hank, Tom Cruise, yep. Jad Nicholson, that scene, and a few good men. Yep. You, you can't just, handle the truth. You just not only can you just not handle you just you you can't handle the truth. That scene. Yeah. And the only reason that I didn't say that because you heard me earlier say that last samurai is my favorite Tom uh, Cruise yeah. movie. The reason because it's so hard to call this and I mean it's as a compliment, it is so hard to call a few good men a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, because it's a Jack Nicholson movie. Yes, and and also by the way, Nicholson has very little screen time. Yeah, I mean he's only really in a couple parts when they originally go to Guantanamo and that tail in that fantastic. Yeah, 
in courtroom scene at the end of the movie. But everything else, I mean, there's but he's in every scene without being every scene. Again, yeah. back to my beginning, Jessup, Nathan Jessup. I mean, he's in every scene without being there. He's that 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 shadow, that boogeyman, that ogre in the room. He just brings all the weight to it. And uh, Nicholson did not win the Oscar that year. I forgot who won for best yeah. supporting role, but it was. I remember going, "Wait, what? what huh?" I mean, yeah. And to show you how powerful it is, you can go to a lot of places and go, "You want the truth," and you people who may have never even seen the movie will come back at you yeah. can't handle the truth and yeah. it's such an elongated scene you and i were talking about um uh the harder you fall the, the harder they fall excuse me which is mm. a great movie on netflix right now and i was talking about the end of that movie has a really great monologue by idris elba um uh but he has a he has a scene partner who doesn't say anything or says very little but uh, most a lot that that scene with Cruz and uh nicholson and it builds and it builds and you think it's over and it keeps going i mean it's again we're both fans of professional wrestling it's like one of those best yeah. great pro wrestling match we got a bunch of false finishes no but we're not done we gotta keep going it was one of those things and when he goes you know you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth and nicholson's delivery of you can't handle the truth five words yeah was I mean, I got I got goosebumps. I mean, that that is just such a nerd film geek masterclass. So that's why it's got to be my number one. Yeah, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer yep. Sutherland. I mean, yes. Demi nope. Moore. I mean, man, the movie just has star after star after star. Similar, similar to Top Gun, people in bit roles. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Noah Riley are both in that mm-hmm. as members of the squad that just come on and give yeah. really short blurs of testimony so again you've got noah wiley and cuba gooding jr in that movie with with little with really i mean they're just there but again yeah. it's such a you know um i think rob reiner directed it uh just i mean it was it is in my opinion it's a great and the fact it's a military movie without any battles. I mean, there's real, I mean, even they have, even with the yeah. little bit of violence that they the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, the movie is a, is a jag, judge advocate uh, general, mm-hmm. a law case uh, resolving a murder. And there's definitely that bit of violence at the very beginning of the film. But in reality, it's a military movie that looks at the military it's there's 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 no there's no fight scenes there's no war at yeah. the moment. there's there's no cannons there's no i mean there's no i think there's there's one gunshot i watched the movie many times the entire time there's one gunshot in the entire of the movie and it wasn't at anyone else you know if you know the film i'm talking about that's yeah. it but it was just a critique of it so that's my number one because again it's still and it's one of those movies i could watch all day every day over and over again and just love every single second of it Great call. That is actually uh, in my uh, honorable mentions. All right. Um, yeah, throw them out. Let's hear your honorable mentions. Cool. My my honorable mentions are uh, was Glory, A Few Good Men, Inglorious Bastards, Good Good, Full Metal Jacket. This is my rifle. This is my gun. Yep. So uh, the the only reason that Full Metal Jacket didn't make it in my top five is because I was in Saudi Arabia with a couple of people mm-hmm. and they didn't even need to watch the movie 
but they could recite the entire movie. So for freaking 90 days, I had these two people. I don't remember their names. I don't care. I avoided them (laughs) as much as I possibly could because that movie was that movie was just I, I could it ruin the movie for me. Um, soldier, Even, I mean, yes, the Van Damme one or which soldier are we talking about? Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, okay, all right, all right, okay, yes. Yep. Um, and the, uh, so, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, yes, yes, and Platoon, and uh, then one more that that what uh, a few good men made me think of was the general's daughter mm. with, with john travolta yes well see when you go travolta i was thinking uh basic again which we're gonna yeah. do it again without it being planned because basic not only stars john travolta but it stars samuel l jackson and the l stands for mm-hmm. we yeah. had this i believe is our, i believe this is our 10th I think this is our 10th recording of yeah. the Revenge podcast, and we have never not made a reference to the one and only Samuel Leroy Jackson. Absolutely. Man, how how have we got how man, we he was not in any of our top five movies. No, that but he but crazy. But again, the, the hey, the prevent the gods of the revenge verse were not gonna let us get through this Correct. without. Mentioning Mr. Samuel Jack and Brian was always gonna wait. Sam was in that. All right. Um, but Very good. An, another great one again is basic. Basic is really, really yes, good. it is. Yeah. I uh, John Travolta can man, he he's like Nick Cage. He can they can pull mm-hmm. these amazing uh um uh, amazing acting, amazing characters out. Yes, and then yes. they could just go do, you know, their 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 normal throw it out there on blu-ray or whatever straight to red box they yep. can make their you know however much money they make a movie you know for for, it, but for fourth Travolta, for every basic for every general's daughter there will always be battlefield earth yeah <laughs> yes yeah that is correct <laughs> With the, the worst wig and like the 18 yeah. inch platforms like oh. dude like bruh I really and the sad thing I would have saw Battlefield Earth in the movie theater just because I had I mean for a while he was my favorite actor because this yeah. is coming off of Phenomenon, Broken yeah. Arrow, Pulp oh, he Fiction. Had that one. He did, he did, and you know, and it was just like I was thought, okay, anything with Travolta is gonna be good, right? And I went into Battlefield Earth and within like three minutes ago, well that streak's over, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know LRH you know for for yeah. the Scientologists in the group and it was just like okay all right here we go yeah what? and i don't think he ever quite recovered from that one so yeah what was the movie that he did with jonathan rice myers like where he was bald like a shoot to kill is like kind of like a secret agent type uh 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 like uh, paris i love you something yes, like that yeah something like yes, that paris yes Yes. That movie was yes. really good. Yes. I really liked him in uh, the Taken, well, the remake of uh, Taken of Pelham 123 yep. with him and Denzel. That was also great. Yeah, really good. I mean, he, he again, has so much swag as a bad mm-hmm. guy, and they play off of each other yeah. so well. And he actually made, he actually was someone that 
you know, seemed like these were these were again from a protagonist and an antagonist standpoint, they were like equally matched. And you yeah. almost again, you know how it's gonna end, but you just didn't want the end because for a they may know, but the guy's a killer. Okay, he's Louie, yeah. but you still wanted him to somehow, if not escape, survive. Again, yeah. spoiler for you haven't seen Taken Pelham, but another really great movie out there as well. Awesome. Well, I think we did pretty good with our movies. Uh, I, I, I love our surprised. We didn't we didn't have any crossover until we hit the no. honorable mentions. Do you have any right. honorable mentions besides basic? Um, I think the ones we already hit on. I will say definitely Courage on the Fire. Um, oh, I'll call. put it out there. This one was I thought this one was really too loosely, but it's just a movie that I enjoy, and it's supposed to be a military movie, but it's really not. And they let make sure that you understand. But but Tropic Thunder, I just <laughs> just if now. I want a good hard yeah. belly laugh yeah. uh, is just fantastic again you've got nick nolte uh uh, oh, uh and, and again of course robert downey jr that very controversial yeah. he has a black face but goodness no okay as a person called i can't speak to anyone other than myself i thought it was fantastic i went i actually went into watching tropic thunders really quickly wanting to hate it because yeah. of the black face that uh downey does and he was my favorite character. He yeah. absolutely was my favorite character. I just loved it so much. And Ben Stiller, Jack Black, I mean, you yeah. have a bunch of uh, just great talent there. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. So, let's go ahead and let's get into our tats. So, yes, uh, sir. Is it you first this week? I will challenge you first. And I will say, I am okay. very, very proud of this one. All right. So, uh, mine is uh, I am going to go over my pitch for a Marvel and DC crossover. All right. And the more, I want your thoughts a little bit. I wanted to, I wanted, didn't want to go into star Wars territory today. I wanted to kind of, uh, I, I've been reading, I've been actually been reading a really good green arrow. And I don't believe I'm going to say this green arrow and Aquaman book. <laughs> really? Yeah. It just came okay. out. It's a seven parter. Part one is out. I think part two comes out in like a week or two, but I'm like, okay, I, I, so I've been, I've been uh, on my stuff and on episode two of the pandemic, I did this pitch. So I'm going to break it down a little bit. I'm going to kind of, uh, I don't know if you've heard this yet, but so my DC Marvel crossover is going to kind of center around one person in Marvel and that person is Deadpool. Okay, so well, you can break the fourth wall all day with that choice. So, absolutely. Okay. And so Deadpool likes to read comics and Deadpool yep. reads DC comics. Absolutely. Okay. And so Deadpool, um, he gets this crazy idea to go steal the Infinity Gauntlet from Thanos. Okay. So he goes and decides he doesn't want to take the gauntlet. So he takes all the stones and he swallows them. Okay. Then once he swallows them, he get, they, they give him a really bad stomach ache. So he mm-hmm. he leaves them all in turd form for things. Mm. So they come out the other end. Yes. But all of the infinity stones imprinted in him. Right. Okay. So now he has a part of each of the infinity stones in him. And so he what what he inadvertently does is he had just got done reading all these DC comics. So he is using the reality stone and he starts bringing copies of all of the DC comic characters to Marvel just to shake things up. 
yeah. So unconsciously, he's he's merging the universes. Yep. Uh, because of he decided he was going to eat the reality stone. Lovely. Right. And then because he, the one of the afterthoughts of of, of pretty much eating the uh, swallowing all the stones is now there is a Deadpool on six different universes. So now there's a Deadpool in DC. There's a Deadpool in whatever else you want to do, right? And also, one of those Deadpools is going to be in a brand new world where anytime two characters meet on the, their Earth, on the Marvel Earth, it creates a character on this new Earth. So you, now you have a Deadpool on DC. But you have a newer, so when Batman meets Wolverine for the first time, you have Dark Claw on this new Earth. And so, Brian, you're on mute too, man. So, apologize. So, oh, you no, get Dark okay. Claw. You get Dark Claw when Batman and Wolverine first yep. meet. Absolutely. Superman can meet. Superman can meet Batman, or you could real, or or Superman can meet uh, Captain, or you can get really crazy, and you can like maybe throw things like Joker meets Captain America. And I'm hoping, a new character. but what if we get like Catwoman and Harley Quinn or or Harley Quinn universes? Yeah, or Harley well, Quinn, Black Widow or Black yeah. Cat. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just thinking, can we get She Hulk and Harley Quinn and just to see what Ooh. happens there? That'd be that'd be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> that, that really made it be the end of all things. Yeah. You get Harley's brains with She Hulk's, you know, strength. That could be really a problem. But yeah. Right. Okay. All right. I'm digging. First of all, I want to start off where I love the fact that he had to eat the stones yeah. and then leaves the remnants for Thanos because then Thanos got to wash them off. I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. I just think, and I think that should be part of it. Is like, since Thanos is really upset, like, we, we try to put like a rubber glove on those gigantic hands going, yep. I can't believe he did this. This is inevitable yeah right. so and then, then there's a dark side versus thanos <laughs> yes yes so that makes i i mean i think and, and again if you look at something that does bring nothing but ultimate chaos to the universe or to the multiverse of course deadpool has to be at the center of it right yeah that number one again because he has the ability to break the fourth wall and he does it really regularly he's aware he's a comic book character um and then he could, because of his mutant, mutant powers, uh, he could actually do something like eat. I mean, Deadpool can die. De- yeah. Deadpool along with... By the way, do you know the DC character who is human, human-ish that they actually discover is completely immortal? Human. He's human. He's, he's human with powers. But his powers, he finds out in a very roundabout way that his powers have made him absolutely immortal and he's a hmm. former member of the justice league i'll give you a hint former member of the justice league yeah but he's definitely a b if not c level character okay um uh, not a green lantern nope something was telling me it was a robin but no that's not gonna be right no i'll put i'll give you a hint because i don't because i want to try our task too but if he was he, he his Marvel is similarly themed character in the Marvel universe is a little fantastic. Oh, uh, oh, you oh, so apply Plastic Man or you last Plastic or, Man, Plastic yeah. Man. 
Yeah, so not a long, they actually, this, if you have not read it, this is probably, in my opinion, the best Aquaman comic I've ever read. It's called The Obsidian Age. Um, yes. And it focuses at the city, and it's it's a it starts off as a JLA, but then it's completely based. Then it's completely Aquaman. Mm. All Aquaman all the time. It's got a time travel aspect to it. Mm. Without spoiling it, something happens where it's obvious that Plastic Man has been killed, and then he not only does he not die, he you know shows back up as Plastic Man, and you get a really cool couple pain. Uh, uh, discussion with him going that once he realized that he was immortal, he no longer wanted to be a superhero. So it's the way of writing Plastic Man out of comics for a little bit because he's got to come to terms with what that means. Because he, because he talks because then he realizes he uh, he yeah. that's that's the way we get offspring is that he actually uh, says hey I have a kid that should be visiting and then they introduce offspring and all this sort of thing. But it's very cool because he, he gets very serious and he goes I have to think of what that means that I I cannot die I apparently am immortal um and um again but obsidian age if you've not read it get a chance to read obsidian okay. age is a fantastic dc comic and again it stars aquaman of all people so yeah yeah and well, plastic man is a lot like an elongated man mm-hmm. uh i mean those two are really confused a lot I, I don't know why dc does that but um but yeah i mean they're they're they don't really use them too much and no. they're good characters i mean i mean the flash show proved that you uh, that elongated man i mean well not only that but the uh sue dibney and ralph dibney is yes. one of the greatest couples yes. in all of comics i mean yes i mean there are certain couples that you can't mess with you can't mess yes. with clark and Moss. yes you know, uh, um you can't mess with green arrow uh, um oliver queen and dinah lance yep uh black black and yep. yep i mean those yeah i, I mean i and those two couples are pretty close together. Yeah. And then you have Ralph Dibney and Sue Dibney. And same Which way with is, like Sue Sue Storm and and um and Reed Reed Richards. Richards. Ultimately, yeah. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. And the Dibneys, um, their story made Identity Crisis. I mean, oh Identity Crisis God. is really a good series, but had it had it not been had the old had the linchpin not been the Dibneys. It wouldn't, and, and it showed how the yeah. entire DCU really is impacted by that couple, and it was just fantastic. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. and when you can take an obscure character like that and yes. throw it out there in and be because Identity Crisis. I mean, I remember buying that, and it was one of those like I I wasn't all the way into comics again, but I was just trying to get mm-hmm. like I'm like oh Identity Crisis. I heard that was really good, and yeah. then started reading, and I was like oh. <laughs> oh okay absolutely wow brad absolutely. Meltzer, dude you can yes. not only do you can you talk about conspiracy theories but you can write comics dude yes yes so again no spoilers but if you want a really good uh series of books or that have been collected into the uh, graphic novel uh, uh paperback Definitely check out Identity Crisis because it yeah. is really, it is worth the money. It is worth the read. It is fantastic. Yeah. Really one of my favorite. And again, has a strong Batman tie-in as well, which I yeah. always is a win for me. Yeah. yeah. And Batman, like you, anytime you have the, like a, a tragedy, like an Identity Crisis, mm-hmm. for some reason, they like to have Batman as the one of those people that shows up and being like, hey, 
it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it and, you know, move forward, you know? Right. Right. Um, I mean, I guess a part, that's part of who he is because he's not, you know, Batman is not Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne sure. is Batman. Sure. That, very true. Yeah. And anyone that's a true Batman fan should guess that, that really Bruce Wayne is the math. Bruce yeah. Wayne is the caricature um, somewhere along the way. Um, Batman became the dominant side of Bruce Wayne and everything else is just treading water. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. All right. I'm getting ready to tattoo you up, sir, because I'm ready. Okay. So this actually was motivated because last week you gave a great riddle that wound up being Tony the Tiger, but I had to work for that one. And then I still never got uh, uh, the 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 Green Lantern one from yep. one of our very first episodes yep. against Sector 2814. Bad. Yeah. I will never forget that. So that made me come up with this one. So before awesome. I get into... Before I get to the riddle, here's here's the basic of the rules. I'm gonna read it. I will read it as many times as you like, but we will okay. give we'll set up two quick grand ground rules. You get three guesses, you get three questions. Okay, so three and three. Got it. Burn those in any order that you want to, but you get up to three uh, uh, questions, and you get three up to three opportunities to get it. So if you're okay. good with that, I'll good. start the discussion. Okay. And again, I'll read the overview as many times as you want to. So here we go. <clears throat> Some people think this character is number four, even though she was born first. She was at the center of all the action. She was there when Mr. Gold got married, when Loki was rescued, and she, ma- and she made the Black Eyed Peas millions of dollars. She will never borrow, but she can always be lent. Black is her favorite color. Just ask her grandmother. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Give me that first line again. Absolutely. And I can give you the whole thing as much as you want. So here we go. All right. So the first line is this Some people think this character is number four, even though she was born first. Okay. So four. Right away, I started thinking about Fantastic Four, born first. Okay. Uh, keep what's the next line okay she's at the center of all the action so here's some examples of that she was there when mr gold got married okay when loki was rescued loki and she rescued. made the black eyed peas millions of dollars she will never borrow but she can always be lent Black is her favorite color. Just ask her grandmother. Is the character alive? Meaning that is the, is it in the in the universe in which the character resides? Is character alive? Yeah. So like an sure. actual person, not like a an, like an inanimate, not like you know, No. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. She is alive. Okay. She is alive. Okay. 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 So she breathes. Okay. Yep. All right. Um. Is this a Marvel character? No. No. Okay. That is two out of three. I will give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Give you a couple hints. Okay. Hint number one is that the character has had multiple versions in both television and movies, both live action and animated. Mm. And all of the clues in the riddle 
are allusions to the character's name. So they okay. all have a common thread and they give you, I'll go one step further if this doesn't give you too much of a clue, one step forward of the first name of the character. So the character has a very specific first name. If you know the character's first name, you would definitely know the character. So okay. has had multiple live action and animated versions in both television and movies. And the clues will give you the first name of the character. Okay. All right. Uh, so one step forward. Okay. Not Marvel. Living. What was the second line again? Sure, absolutely. Just repeat it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I love the fact you're working at this one. This is this is making me quite happy. Okay, so the second line is she is at the center of all the actions. So I'm going to go one better. Okay. Each one of these is again an allusion to the character's first name. All yeah. is related to the character's first name. She was there when Mr. Gold got married, when Loki was rescued, and she made the Black Eyed Peas millions of dollars. Yeah. I think this is the favorite one I've done so far. This is good, man. I I I I have I absolutely no idea. My brain okay. is like my brain is going thirty different different okay. places at once. Um, you, you got one more guess or one more question. You can burn or you can or you can you can tap out. What do you want to do? Uh, you know. Um, all right, I'm tapping. I'm tapping. My okay. brain is in too many places. What is it? All right, so we're going to start here. I'm going to give you the, the I'm going to give you okay. the, a clue to the first line and see if this is enough for you to okay. figure it out, okay? Okay, but you still so win. some Okay, yeah. So, yeah. some people some people think this character is number 4 even though she was first born. So, count the days of the week with Sunday being the first day. Wednesday. Okay. So, do you Black get it? Is your favorite color? Yes. Oh my! Is Wednesday is Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams. So very let, good. Let's oh unpack my. this for the viewers. Yep. Okay, let's do it. Let's do so it. some people think this character is number is number four. So again, you start the if you start the set calendar, the, the natural counts will start on Sunday. So that means that Wednesday's the fourth day of the week, not the right. third. She was born first of all the Adams children. She's number yep. one. She's at the center of all the action. So. She was there when Mr. Gold got married. So in the poem about Solomon Grundy, Solomon Grundy, the, the DC character, yep. his name is Cyrus Gold. Yep. And, in the, and in the poem, Cyrus Gold gets married on well, Solomon Grundy, yeah. gets married on Wednesday when yep. Loki was rescued. Wednesday is actually named after Odin for Woden's Day. Because in Norse uh, mythology, Odin has a W in front of it. Yeah. So who rescues Loki from the Frost Giants? Athy kills him. Uh, yeah. Is 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 him? And she made the Black Eyed Peas millions of dollars. So what is another name for Wednesday? Hump Day. Uh, oh, 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 lovely my lady. Gosh. Yes, I told. Oh, I worked at this very one. Very good. She will never borrow, but she can always be lent. As Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Yep. And black is her favorite color, Wednesday Adams. And yep. you just ask grandmother reference to grandmama. Oh my gosh, that was fantastic. I am proud of that one. Uh, that uh, one was good. Yes. That came to me this morning. I was getting <laughs> dressed and I was watching the Adams family. And I go, it's Wednesday. 
and it's and it's Wednesday Adams, we got to do one here. So I did a little bit of research, and there we go. So I hope that was fun. That was fun for me. That to was write a lot of fun. That, All right. that was definitely fun. I really dig it. Uh, that Good job. Good Thank job. you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. And- well, let's go ahead. And uh, if you want to reach me, you can tweet at me at the fan at Fandemic3 on mess or message me on Facebook. You probably have better luck on Facebook. If you want to support the show, oh, well, before that, Brian, how can we find you? As always, find me on Facebook, Brian Stephen Dennis. Feel free to follow me, friend me. We'll just have fun online. Absolutely. All right. If you find value in the content that I am producing, please consider supporting the show. Shows, uh, plural. Maybe you will be the next host of the pandemic. How can you support the show, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Go to Patreon at patreon.com slash pandemic. You can also support pre, uh, Prevenge of the Nerds at uh, anchor.fm slash pvotn. You can comment. Uh, we have um, uh, polls out for every episode. I run them for each for a week. And uh, so far, no, no, nobody's done any polls. <laughs> but so we, maybe you will be the first one. Also, uh, thank you so very much, Brian. Let's go ahead and close this out. All right. As always, thank you all for leveling up your awesome with Brad and Brian. This is a kick. Best part of my week. Have a great, safe one for the men and women, uh, veterans, uh, uh, active service members in the audience. Please, please, please be safe. Enjoy your day, Veterans Day. And again, one day is not enough. And of course, I want to give a big shout out to my absolute favorite veteran, my friend, Mr. Bradley. Thank you, sir. It's my honor, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for catching up. You're welcome for leveling up your awesomeness. Live free or die empty. Have a great day. Another great one in the books, man. That was fun. That was truly fun. That was an awesome riddle. Yes. Man, that that riddle had my brain going in like five different (laughs) different ways. It was like, usually I I I had no idea. So that, that was good. Is that tone of the tiger one? I was like, I could, I was part of me goes, okay, so, and I kind of think some of the things that you were talking about, like, okay, yeah. we play in Star Wars a lot, we play in the Marvel movies a lot. What is something that we also, and again, the add in, I mean, there's always, because they just had to do Adam's Family thing get mm-hmm. released. Um, there's all this talk that they're going to make a uh, remake of it with uh, the gentleman from um, Mr. Robot is uh, Gomez and, and Christina Ricci reprising the well obviously she was wednesday she'll be she will be um morticia she's actually said publicly that if they ever did a remake of it she would she she wants to be morticia and she's perfect for it as well i mean she's absolutely grown up to be what morticia would look like um so yes all those things so again i just couldn't and with today being wednesday it just seemed like all the signs that you have to do wednesday adams so that was that was fun Netflix is producing so Tim Burton has a Wednesday TV series for really? Netflix. Yes. Really? It's being produced by Tim Burton. Okay. Yeah, and uh they it's in production now. I forget mm. who they got to be Wednesday. Uh it was nobody I and I, I don't think I recognize any of the actors sure. in it. But, sure, sure, sure. But uh yeah, I mean nonetheless it's going to be pretty good. Well, anything that Burton does, and it's naturally a dark subject matter, he'll just have all kinds of fun playing in it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he really is the king of emo goth um, movies done right, done well. And 
Um, but again, my if, if anyone's ever taken my vote, I'm rooting for more Christina Ricci just because we want more Christina Ricci in our lives. Yeah. Uh, but yes, absolutely. So, so all right, man. Here's the cast. Yeah. Uh, Morticia Adams. Or well, first okay. of all, Wednesday is Jenna Ortega. Uh, uh, okay. I don't know what she's from. She was in Iron uh, Iron Man three, but and nothing else that I that. I recognize what role in Iron Man 3? Does it say what she who it's, she was in Iron Man 3? Uh vice president's daughter or something. Okay. Um, oh, she was super little. Okay. Yeah. She was in the wheelchair. Okay. Yep. She was Princess Buttercup in the home version of Princess Bride. Okay. Where all the stars did just did the table read. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And Morticia is Catherine Zeta Jones. Perfect. And yes. Gomez is I don't Louise Guz, uh, Guzman. Louise Guzman? Yeah. I don't know about him as Gomez. I don't know if I do either, but because Louise, by the way, I rewatched um so again on on uh, Disney Plus there's Journey to the this Journey to um uh Center of the of the Earth with um the rock and and uh-huh. And the kid to play and Michael Kane uh, and Luis Guzman plays like this helicopter. He plays basically plays Vanessa Hudgens' dad, and yeah. he's this guy. And this is like okay, that is straight up comedy. He's, he's slapstick, which fits. I mean, he definitely again talking Pelham one two three has yeah. a very very serious role. But Raul Julia, you know that yeah. that Latin lover as Gomez, I just. I mean, it'll be very tongue in cheek because it almost have to because he just doesn't. Anyway, I shouldn't typecast anybody, but he would not have been my first choice right. for what go for who Gomez Adams is reported to be. So yeah, know. and that's what I like about the animated um, with Oscar Isaac as mm-hmm. as uh, Gomez. Gomez. I mean, the voice is really, and they do the the cartoon. I mean, like it's it's the Adams family like style from like the right. Was it was it didn't like was it Scooby Doo? It meets the Adams family or yes, whatever. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the if, if you haven't seen the second Adams family movie, sure. Uh, I think it should be coming out on the red box soon. It, it's really I'm sure good. it is. I'm yeah, sure it really is. Good. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. So, like I said, I watched both the Adams family, Adams family values the, the last couple of days, and uh, again, those again, those movies that just held up and just again the so many because some because it's very quick mm-hmm. the dialogue and so much of it then when you rewatch it you just get the amount of one-liners that they had and like and you know and just a real quick mercedes McNabb uh sighting who went on to be harmony and buffy the vampire slayer again just so many of those young actors and that's kind of yeah. what they got at first slant at it so yeah so outside so definitely i'm looking forward to that Awesome, man. All right. Well, uh, we will talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Uh, I think I might even edit this up tonight yet. And okay. uh, I might even put this out tomorrow. Beautiful. Well, we, might, I, we, might, we might do an early release for this one for Venom. Right. Well, given the lateness of the hour, I'm sure why this was a, was a cameo-free episode. But when you get to see Miss Leia, just tell her half of Brian. And we'll, we'll see her next week. All right, man? All right, man. We'll see you soon. Hey. Enjoy your day. You deserve it. Absolutely, my friend. See you. All right, then. Later. Bye-bye. See you. What, what?